Okay. We are now doing Chapter 2 of this third section of Tanya, the letter of repentance. And yesterday we were discussing that unlike the popular misconception, fasting is not a requirement for repentance. Though if someone had done a very severe sin, there could be room to fast for various reasons, as we discussed at the end of last chapter, but it's not a requirement of repentance. Definitely not for any other more common level sin. Yet, we say today that when we're talking about fasting not being a requirement, we mean fasting is not necessary to achieve atonement. But even after atonement has been achieved through your sincere repentance, your complete regret and remorse over the transgression, your absolute resolution and verbal confession, never to do this again, so atonement was achieved. But now you can have a sense of, I want to get close to God again. Just as we can think metaphorically of a king, if someone angered or displeased the king, and then he, the king forgave him, he appeased him through intercessors, and he was forgiven, but he's going to send him a gift. So the king should accept him, though he could appear before the king as before. In other words, that there can be the same love in the relationship. So atonement was achieved. And now I want to bring back that love. And I want to give God a gift. Now in the times of the temple, the gift was a sacrifice. A sacrifice called an Ola offering. The Ola was special and that was completely burnt. Nobody got any of it but God. So it's a complete gift to God. Now, of course, there is no temple. So how can I give God this flesh and fat and blood? By fasting. Because then I'm sending up a bit of my own to God. And we see in the Talmud, great sages from very, very minor actions fasted enormous number of times. And obviously this fasting had nothing to do with the repentance process because they hadn't really done anything that we would sincerely consider wrong, though on their level they viewed it as such. But how could they justify so many fasts? to restore the relationship, to have, again, such love between them and God. Therefore, they were giving God many, many, many gifts. And on that basis, the fasting substitutes an offering, and therefore it has a place even when the individual does not do a, a severe transgression and he does not need suffering to attain complete atonement. On this basis, the Arizal taught his students, according to the principles of Kabbalah, that's esoteric wisdom, Many fasts be undertaken for transgressions that are seemingly not of this level that would require suffering and fasting. For example, anger. If a person transgressed and was angry, 151 fasts. If a person drank the wine of non-Jews, 73 fasts. If a person neglected a positive rabbinic enactment, such as prayer, 61 fasts. So the purpose of these fast is to restore the relationship after the atonement has been achieved through your repentance. So the mystery of fasting is wonderfully effective for the revelation of the supernal will, just as was the offerings. 